Well, this has been an exciting year for mirrorless cameras so far. Canon has new cameras, Sony has new cameras, Fujifilm has new cameras, Leica, Nikon, Sigma, Panasonic, all of them have new cameras. This is truly the golden age of mirrorless camera revolution. But why now? Why are we making this jump to mirrorless now? What makes them the go-to camera for manufacturers to make? And are DSLRs still worth buying? Those are all questions we're going to talk about today in episode 24 of the Travel and Adventure Photography School podcast, as we talk all about mirrorless and DSLR cameras. I'm your host, Robert Massey. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Before we go any further, though, here's a quick bit from the business behind this podcast. The Travel and Adventure Photography School is the educational arm of Robert Massey Photography. That's the photography business of me, your host. If you love beautiful photos of some of the most amazing places in the world, then you are looking in the right place. The art we create at Robert Massey Photography is done in some of the most amazing places in the world. And you can own a print for yourself. By buying an art print from myself, you get yourself a fabulous piece of art and you help to support this very show. So you can get your own high quality handcrafted art print. And this helps us keep the Travel and Adventure Photography School running smoothly and turning out high quality educational content just for you. If that's interesting, check out everything we've got available at robertmasseyphotography.ca. All right, let's get going. Let's talk mirrorless cameras. They are all the rage in the market right now, with a plethora of amazing mirrorless cameras being announced and released just this year. And with all the hype around them, it can be easy to sit there and think, should I be buying one? Or are they all just hype? Now, let's get something out of the way right off the bat. You can create amazing photos with either a DSLR or a mirrorless camera. And each one of these systems has its own pros and cons. So hopefully by the end of this episode, you will have a good idea of which type of camera you should be looking at if you are buying into the market right now, or if you should be changing camera systems. All right, let's get going. Let's start by talking about what the differences are in construction between these two camera systems. DSLRs use the same design as 35mm film cameras. Light travels through the lens, hits a mirror inside the body, reflects that light up and through a prism and into an optical viewfinder where you can preview what you're about to shoot. When you press the button to take a photo, the mirror bounces up, the shutter opens and light hits your sensor capturing the scene in front of you. DSLRs have been the most common type of interchangeable lens camera for decades now and have been the industry standard for professionals. In a mirrorless camera, there's no mirror for light to reflect off of, just as the name says. Light passes through the lens and right onto the image sensor, which captures a preview of the scene and displays that on either the screen on the back of the camera or in the electronic viewfinder. The big difference here between these two is the mirror box. Mirrorless cameras have removed the mirror entirely, which allows manufacturers to reduce the size and weight of the cameras. Many of the mirrorless cameras on the market right now are smaller and lighter than their DSLR counterparts. The other big construction difference comes in the way you view images. On a DSLR, you can utilize an optical viewfinder to see the image through the lens. This allows you to see exactly what the camera is seeing in real life in front of you. On a mirrorless camera, without the mirror, there's no way for you to see through the lens, see into reality. So the image sensor allows you to see what it is seeing by giving you a digital preview. And if you're using an eyepiece, that's through an electronic viewfinder which simulates how an optical viewfinder works, but instead of looking at a reflected image of the world, 
you're looking at what the sensor is seeing. So you're looking at another screen. Which you prefer will depend on your style of photography and admittedly the quality of the electronic viewfinder. Optical viewfinders are nice because you aren't looking at yet another screen. You're actually seeing the world in front of you. And some people say this actually allows them to connect better with their subjects and the things that they're photographing. Optical viewfinders also tend to work better on average in low light situations and in situations with fast moving subjects. Electronic viewfinders, on the other hand, have the advantages of showing you what your shot will look like before you take it. So if the image appears too dark, you can increase your exposure until the image in the electronic viewfinder looks good. This is very helpful for nailing exposures. Now, high-end electronic viewfinders, like those you will find in the Sony a7R 3 and the Canon EOS R5, can keep up with optical viewfinders in low-light and high-action situations. But most other mirrorless cameras won't work quite as well. You have to go into the high-end mirrorless cameras to be able to compete with optical viewfinders. So that's the actual construction differences between mirrorless and DSLR. DSLRs are generally bigger, heavier, and use an optical viewfinder to show you the real world through your lens. Mirrorless cameras are generally smaller, lighter, and utilize an electronic viewfinder to show you a preview of the photo the sensor is going to take. Now, we're going to go beyond construction differences, because there are differences in the way these cameras perform. So let's start with a big one. Autofocus. In most situations, the autofocus on both these cameras will work splendidly, especially for things like portraits and brightly lit situations. Where we start to see some differences is with low light autofocus and focusing on moving subjects. For the most part, DSLRs have been better at autofocusing in low light situations, although that is changing with advancements in mirrorless technology. Cameras released in 2020 should mostly be able to hold their own in low light autofocus situations. The other space where DSLRs are better than a mirrorless camera at autofocusing is with moving subjects, particularly when tracking movement. DSLRs do a better job at keeping a tracked subject in focus than most mirrorless cameras do, although that is also changing with cameras like the Sony A9 II. It still can't quite keep up with Canon's DSLR 1DX Mark III though, uh, which is Canon's flagship high-end professional sports body that they just released. One space where mirrorless is starting to take over in autofocus is with speed and how fast it can grab focus on a stationary subject. Both cameras will do this blazingly quick. But for the most part, mirrorless cameras in 2020 will grab focus just a bit faster than a DSLR will. So for now, chalk this one up to DSLRs, especially if you are shooting lots of subjects who are moving in and out around the frame. So like if you're a sports photographer or a wildlife photographer. All right, moving on from autofocus, let's talk about something that's related to it. Frames per second. Frames per second is how fast a camera can possibly take photos in ideal conditions. This is a spot where mirrorless cameras have a huge advantage in the market. Most mirrorless cameras shoot at a minimum of 10 frames per second, and the more professional bodies go upwards of 12 to 20 frames per second with their autofocus enabled, and it's far, far more if you don't want to track a subject. High-end DSLRs can get to 20 frames per second, like the Canon 1DX we just talked about, while advanced bodies can shoot around 10 frames per second. But after that, the speeds drop off drastically, and Year over year over year, mirrorless cameras get faster FPS. So even the lowest of mirrorless cameras are shooting close to 10 frames per second right now. Whereas the low-end SLRs, think like the Canon Rebels, aren't even close to those numbers. So chalk this one up to mirrorless cameras. All right, moving on to video quality. 
it's another space where most higher-end mirrorless cameras will win out. Mirrorless cameras are generally better suited for recording video. This is partially due to the focus mechanism that DSLRs use when the mirror is locked up to shoot video, the less accurate contrast detection system, and partially because manufacturers are pouring video specs into their new mirrorless systems. Essentially just investing more R&D into mirrorless video than they are into DSLR. Panasonic has some of the best small video cameras in the world at the moment, and Canon just unveiled an 8K monster. So chalk another one up to mirrorless cameras here too. Better video quality. Finally, we're going to move on to the all-important part of a camera system, the lenses. And for now, DSLRs are winning out. There are far more lenses and other accessories available to DSLRs than to mirrorless systems. Lenses that are beautiful and fast and have decades of use behind them. But this too is slowly changing. Canon and Sony have both just announced a whole new batch of lenses for their mirrorless systems. Canon, in fact, is no longer even making DSLR lenses. They are focused entirely on the RF mount. So for now, DSLRs have more lenses, but in the near future, I can see this changing. So chalk this one up to DSLRs for the moment. Finally, the last thing to compare between these two systems is one of the most under-talked about and yet most important features and distinctions between them. Or, at least in my eyes, it's a super important distinction. Micro-adjustments. On a DSLR, you need to perform micro-adjustments on your lenses to achieve optimum focus. Without micro-adjusting your lens, you can have lenses that are front-focusing or back-focusing, meaning your camera doesn't quite hit on the focus spot you've selected. And even once you have performed a micro-adjustment, you still need to keep looking out for the adjustment to slip out of place, and you will need to perform it again and again and again and again and again. It gets irritating. And honestly, if it happens at the wrong time, it can be devastating. If you don't notice it before an important shoot, and go out and do those photos, your subject's eye might not be the thing that's in perfect focus. It could be their nose or their ear or a piece of hair, anything like that. This can ruin an entire shoot, especially if you're shooting wide open at things like f1.4 or 1.2. I had this happen just before a recent shoot, and thankfully I'd been out taking some photos of my niece the night before it and happened to realize that she wasn't perfectly in focus, so I was able to fix that problem that morning before the photo shoot but had I not the the whole shoot would have been ruined and it had changed at some point over the course of about a week so on a mirrorless camera you don't need to perform micro adjustments you don't really have to worry about your camera and lens falling out of sync with one another they just work nicely together this to me is huge missing focus is one of the things you cannot recover from in post so this to me is just one of the greatest advantages of the mirrorless camera, not needing to worry about micro adjustments. So that's the bits that we're going to compare here. But what does that actually mean for you? Which one is better suited for you, the travel and adventure photographer, the person who's taking this camera with them into weird and awesome places? Honestly, I would buy a mirrorless camera, and here is why. For the most part, they are lighter and smaller, making them easier to pack and carry around. I've told people this for years. If you buy a big, heavy camera, you are far less likely to just take it with you because it becomes a process and a chore to lug around. You are mostly going to walk out the door with your cell phone and just take pictures on that. A mirrorless camera, especially a fantastic small and lightweight one like the Canon 
RP, which is a tiny, tiny full frame camera or a micro four thirds camera is much more likely to go out the door with you. Next, they are making massive advancements in lenses and body technology, while DSLR advancements are slowing or stopping completely depending on the company. And many of these advancements aren't actually coming in the form of physical upgrades, they're coming in the form of firmware updates. Meaning companies add features to their cameras every once in a while that weren't there when you bought them. So you are much more likely to get new features on a mirrorless than on a DSLR. And finally the lenses. The lenses are the hard one right now. Because honestly buying into a mirrorless lens system right now is expensive. But thankfully you can get adapters to use DSLR lenses on mirrorless bodies. And these work great, especially if you are buying a company's adapter, like Nikon's FTZ adapter that allows you to use F-mount glass on the Z-mount system. So you can buy fantastic glass from a DSLR system and use it on your mirrorless body with no degradation. And finally, micro adjustments. I can't stress this enough. So awesome to not have to worry about micro adjustments. So my suggestion to you as the person who likes to get on planes, trains, and automobiles to go and take photos all over the world... Get a mirrorless camera. They are the wave of the future. They are light, small, and create amazing images. And no micro adjustments. With all that being said, though, both of these camera systems, your phone and most cameras on the planet, are capable of producing amazing images. You need to find the system and camera that suits your style as a photographer. If you're buying something new, go and try out a few different cameras. You will likely find one that suits you perfectly. Awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let me know, do you use mirrorless? Are you a DSLR shooter? Do you plan on switching between the two systems? Let me know. Send me a message and tell me what you love about your system. Or if you still have questions, same thing. Send me a message. You can get a hold of me on Instagram at Travel Adventure Photo School, on Facebook at Travel and Adventure Photography School, and online at Travel and Adventure Photography School.com. Thank you all so much for joining me for the 24th edition of the podcast. I am so stoked you are taking time to increase your knowledge and skills. Let's adventure. Bye for now.